just one dose. Cammy McCormick, CBS News, the Pentagon. Opening statements are scheduled for today in the homicide trial of Kyle Rittenhouse, the 19-year-old who shot and killed two protesters in Kenosha, Wisconsin, after the police shooting of Jacob Blake, Blake's uncle, Justin. These were peaceful people that came from a peaceful rally for Jacob Blake and were trying to go home when they were gunned down and murdered by this young man. Rittenhouse claims it was self-defense. The Mayo Clinic hopes to roll out a new blood test that can detect 50 types of cancer. Here's CBS's Stacey Lynn. This is a game changer. Dr. Greg Plotnikoff has prescribed the test that can catch hard to detect aggressive forms of cancer. We can find these tiny bits of tumor-derived DNA in the blood. We can predict with very high accuracy where in the body this cancer signal is coming from. Dr. Julia Fagan is part of the team. It's intended to be used in individuals who are at an elevated risk for cancer. This could be something as simple as age. S&P futures up three. This is CBS News. Fever is the number one COVID symptom, so be safe with an accurate thermometer. Only Exergen is proven accurate in more than 100 studies. Learn more at exergen.com. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Companies. If you thought you missed your chance to refinance and save, think again. Mortgage rates have recently dropped, and Rocket Mortgage can help you save big when you call 8338-ROCKET today. For example, with a $250,000 30-year fixed rate mortgage, you could get a new low rate under 3%. If your current rate is over 3.75%, you could lower your payment by over $100 a month, saving thousands in interest. But you've got to act now, because no one knows how long these low rates will last. So when you need a simple way to get big savings, Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Refinance offer assumes a rate of 2.99%, 3.21% APR, 70% loan-to-value ratio for the cost of 1.75 points. $4,375 due at closing. Monthly payment of $1,052.66. Taxes and insurance not included. Payment will be greater. Rates current as of 72621. Conditions apply. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. How about an exercise class on your next flight? Peloton is teaming up with Delta to bring some of its classes to the airline's in-flight entertainment systems. No bikes or treadmills needed. The custom classes will be 5 to 20 minute stretching, relaxation, and meditation courses available on seatback screens. They'll be updated every few months. And while you won't find these classes on the Peloton app, the company is creating a new section for members called Made for Travel with more body weight and running classes. All of these changes come at a pretty turbulent time for the company. Company. Stock shares are down, and Peloton is still recovering from a massive recall earlier this year. Monica Ricks, CBS News. The Braves could wrap up the World Series with a win in Houston tonight. They lead the Astros three games to two. Houston will send Luis, Luis Garcia to the mound. He took the 2-0 loss in Game 3. Atlanta goes with Max Fried, who gave up six runs in five innings in Game 2. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now's the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only $119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 800-711-6818 and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 800-711-6818 for as little as only 119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 800-711-6818 and ask about our express shipping option and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. Again, 800-711-6818 now. That's 800-711-6818. King Ace Hardware in Middleport, Ohio is proud to carry Magnolia Home Paint by Joanna Gaines. Joanna has partnered with Kills to create a premium paint line and a coordinated color palette that makes creating classic looks simple. And with its hardworking durability and stain resistance, you can protect the value that you create. So to start turning your vision into a reality, come talk to the helpful folks at King Ace Hardware in Middleport. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The stock market report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005.
The Goldsberry Wealth Strategy Stock Market Report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970 WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. The COVID-19 vaccination is a key to keeping Ohio's kids in school. And that's why the Ohio Department of Health is giving Ohioans between the ages of 12 and 25 the chance to win one of 150 $10,000 scholarships and five $100,000 scholarships to an Ohio college or university or for a career tech education. Get your shot and register to win at ohiovaxtoschool.com or call 1-833-4-ASK-ODH. Medicare Open Enrollment is here. Now through December 7th, free help is available for older adults and people with disabilities. Buckeye Hills Regional Council can connect you with a certified Medicare counselor to find the plan that's best for you and check your eligibility for additional Medicare savings programs. Visit BuckeyeHills.org backslash Medicare or call Ohio's Medicare hotline at 1-800-686-1578. That's 1-800-686-1578. This resource was supported in part by a grant from the U.S. Administration for Community Living. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. Roving reporter here. Excuse me, ma'am. I'll give you $14,934,386.83 if you can tell me the best place in town to get pops, chips, candy, sports drinks, and a lot more. Uh, Stop and Cop? That's right! Stop and Cop drive through carry out is the best place to get party stuff. Munchies, all kinds of pops and sodas. Excuse me. Candies galore, chips, sports drinks. Excuse me! Yes, what is it? What about my money? What money? Something, something, million dollars. Can't remember how much, huh? <laughs> Stop and Cop drive through carry out 362 Richland Avenue, Athens. Proud supporter of high school sports. What in the world? is going on now. Find out every weekday at 8 a.m. and 7 p.m. on the World News Roundup from CBS News Radio and on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM your oyster's still looking for that first win. You know, it's hard to believe that we done played eight ball games already. You know, one thing we haven't done this year, and we need to, to do that, is look at your stat sheet and see. Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if we need to do that because, you know, statistics is for losers. Uh, but as long as you brought it up, where is that stat sheet? We would like to take a look at some of the numbers and. Speaking about numbers, you know, you got numbers all over them stat sheets, and we got a real fine statistician, a fella named uh, Norwalk. Numbers Norwalk, you know Numbers, he's been here a long time, he's, he's worked with Numbers his whole life, he's a transfer from over to Casino State, you know, where we run across Numbers back in, I believe, 1977, when we went out there and played Casino State, and, and he, uh, he was, he was uh, fond of using them numbers on them little bitty slips of paper, uh, and we transferred him over here because he was such a good uh, whiz at Numbers. Most schools have their statistics on computer now are you computerized in your department over there well, well no we don't got our statistics on computer we got them on these uh, sheets of paper right here and every, every category you'd ever want you got attempts we got completions we got yards we got sacks we got fumbles we got interceptions it's all here on these little sheets of paper because numbers does such a fine job well, let's take a look at some of the uh, stats. Uh, let's take a look at some of the offensive stats since uh, they we are have pretty offensive, ain't they? We have fewer of them to uh, to look at than we do defensive numbers. What about your quarterback? 
Well, uh, that's a boy name of a 12, third and 12, and you probably uh, could guess that he's a leading passer on the team. He's got the most completions. He's got the most yards, but there is kind of a something that sticks out on a, like a sore thumb on the sheet. And what's uh, what's that, Coach? Well, uh, no touchdown passes and 23 interceptions. That's not uh, exactly the ratio that you want when you're coaching. We'll be back to look further at the stat sheet with Coach Turf right after we pause for this message. And the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored by this ingredient that helps your body produce and maintain new cells. What is it? It is folic acid. And we're back with Coach Turf looking at the Oyster stat sheet following the loss to ESP. What about... Uh, what about your rushing stats, Coach? Well, I'm glad you uh, looked at that on the statistics sheet because uh, we've done set a school record this year so far. Most folks carrying the football, 17 already, in not but eight ball games. And uh, I see old Fumbles Freeman down here has more fumbles, and he's got yards. And unfortunately, he's got to stay on the team because his daddy gives more money to the Alumni Association than anybody. Let's flip it over. Maybe the defensive stats will look a little bit uh, better. What about I, your... Uh, I done flipped it over here, I, and I see good old Bags Bogurski. He's our defensive tackle, you know, Bags. We call him Grocery Bags. See, that boy is about as wide as he is tall, and it's fitting that a boy named Grocery Bags would lead the team in sacks. I see a category here, Coach, C and B. I've never seen that on a stat sheet before. What is that? Well, you know, everybody on the ball club has got uh, something in that category, and I believe we lead the nation in that, and that's cuts and bruises. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, Evans. What a morning. 41 degrees outside. That's what it's going to be about game time tonight. Now, I mean, I really had to twist my wife's arm, Scott, to, uh, I said, I want to go to the game tonight. <laughs> And, and she was reluctant oh to my, do so. Oh, my. Yeah. But, you know, I... But being the trooper she is... That's right. She finally... You got her to cave. ...started pulling out a pile of hot or warm clothing. Good for you, Pat. Yeah. And um, I doubt we'll take in the whole game, but we're going to do some of it. And we'll catch the rest right here on our radio station. Yes, the flagship station of the Ohio Bobcats. That's right. Proud of it, too. Power 105. Yes, we are. Kickoff is at 7.30. 7.30. And uh, pregame will be on Power 105 at 6.30, one hour ahead. So, so big game. I uh, called. I called one of our neighbors who we normally go out to dinner with. Not well, not a neighbor, but friends. I mean that um, we go out to, to dinner with customarily on Tuesday evenings. I said, um, I don't think we can do it tonight. There's a ball game, but we have four seats. Would you like to go? There was no hesitation. They said no. <laughs> I think. People may have been expecting a different response from that. The, I mean, <laughs> first of all, they're not real sporty, sportsy oh, well, people. Yeah. Okay. But it's the temperature, of course, that really was the yeah. problem. They would have gone socially. Sure. Had, had it been nicer. But, yeah. Uh, 
Well, it is going to be a little chilly tonight. In fact, in fact, we have a freeze warning. We do. Starting at 3 a.m. tomorrow morning or 2 a.m., something like that. 2 a.m. And going till 10 a.m. Right. And um, cover up any plants you want to save. That's right. Any foliage, vegetation, and uh, even, you know, unprotected uh, water pipes. They're saying as well from the mm-hmm. National Weather Service, mm-hmm. like in in ground sprinklers, drain them, drain your outdoor pipes so they don't freeze. Yeah. If they're exposed, that is. Now, if they're below the frost line, they're okay. Um, we have a caller. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. I think you'd have to be crazy to go to that game tonight. <laughs> well, we're crazy. <laughs> well, it, it may be okay for the first quarter <laughs> but i i couldn't do that either you know yeah well I, yeah. if we're long underwear and warm hats and covers and i own all that stuff yeah i haven't worn it in a few years but i may you, tonight you probably have electronic um clothes that warm you up and all that kind no, of no, stuff. no 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 i don't even know whether they exist but i don't know that either bezos got to think of something else to make money on I do have one of those, um, what do you call it? You put some fluid in it and then light it, and it's in. It's a hand warmer, right? Oh, yes. That, that you yes, put in your pocket. Those help, huh? Well, if you know where it is. <laughs> you know, first you got to find it, and then you got to make sure you have the right fluid for it. <sighs> yeah, the reason I called mm. is I want to correct the misconception that I think you have about whenever your station's not working you said you yesterday you could call and there'll be this number at our 593-6651 number our office number and last night i called that number to see if i could leave a message because i was under the impression and i was correct your place shuts down at five o'clock krista comes on with this message saying you've reached wath and we're here 8 to 5, and if you know the extension, uh, please dial it. I don't know any extensions. I hit 8 or 7, whatever I try to hit for your number, and it just says, sorry, there is not, uh, no extension with that number. Yeah, well, so I you, don't... you really have no way of calling you people when, when we're not getting the news. Like you said yesterday, it should uh, bleed over into an email to somebody to, to fix it. No, that's not happening. Mm. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know what to say. I don't understand our new phone system either. But um, what um, what was going on? Not, uh, last night I was real happy. You guys oh. switched over back to news again after the Ohio State basketball game. And everything worked out fine. But the, this past weekend, when we didn't get any news oh, yeah, at all. yeah, yeah. You, uh, your wife called about that yesterday or the day before. Right. And, and I'm, I, I'm, I'm following through we, with what you said. Oh, just call that number, and someone will get an email eventually uh, and fix it. Well, there's no way for we folks to fix it if, uh, like you think. Well... So your phone system needs to change or something needs to change. Uh, I, I agree. I think the phone system needs to change. But it, they changed it, and I think they made it for the worst. Anyway, anyway uh, we'll look into no, we, There's no way we can call unless I... But as I understand it, the news was out about three hours, and then Barry figured it out on Sunday morning. Oh, well, no, I, I can tell the, you about that. And oh, I can tell you about that, too. No, he, he couldn't get it on at 6 or 7. But he says, I'll, I'm trying to contact somebody, and it should be on at 9, and it was. And it was on 9 until the uh, Cincinnati Reds game came on, mm-hmm. and then it went off again because no one was no one is following through at your station after these yeah. uh, special sports broadcasts. That's what happened last Friday night after the Trimble game. Dead. Silence. We have a new piece of equipment, and people are learning how to use it. And um, 
That's all I can say, and I'm tired of talking about it. Uh, okay, but, I'm too. Okay. So get it fixed, and then I won't be calling and talking about it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Anything else? I lost him, I guess. All right. Guess not. Um, let's see here. 921 it is. Almost 922. Had I started something or not? Um, no, we were talking about the freeze warning. Oh, yeah, the freeze warning. Okay, before. so. Um, 2 a.m. tomorrow morning. And then till 10 a.m., as I recall, is uh, the listing. Yeah. All right. Back to our phones. Good morning. Tickety-poo. Tickety-poo. <laughs> hey, Don. How are y'all this morning? Well, we're doing great, I think. Um, great. You going to go to the game tonight? If I'm able to walk. Is there a question about that? No, sir. Okay. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you normally sit? I sit behind the players with uh, the DeLuca family. Okay, cool. Yeah, Dan, they bought, as my friend passed away, Fleet there, owned Poppers. Even Van Fleet. Yes. Daniel, Dan DeLuca bought the whole building, and we became friends. And so he said, well, Don, when you're here and I'm here, you sit with us, and if I'm not here, you got the whole bench. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, are you, so you've, you've uh, gone through your collection of clothes to figure out what's going to keep you warm? I hope so. If not, half time I'm heading home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that may be in the works for all uh, a number of people, you know. Yeah. Well, I hope they beat Miami, though. I do. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I mean, it's Miami for crying out loud. Gotta beat them. That's yeah. the one thing. That's yeah. like that team up north. Are they still considered <laughs> our arch rival? Would you say? I would say so. Yes. What do you think, Scott? Um, it's gotten better in the last few years, but Miami seems to have had the Bobcats number for many years in a row. So for me, when one team keeps winning year after year, it, to me, doesn't seem like much of a rivalry, but now it's starting to come back a little bit more. Now here's something else you can add to it. Miami is in first place in the MAC East. The Bobcats are not. So the Bobcats can play the role of spoiler this year. And for me, if they beat Miami, that makes their season. So let's go Bobcats. Miami's pretty tough this year. They're good. Okay. Is the Jamblets going to be there tonight? Yeah, boy. Are they going to because, you know, they're not going to have no tailgate at at the park. Is he going to be at the park, or is he going to be over where the uh, student, where the practice facility is now? Uh, I'm not sure just yet where where we're going to be, but I'll try to find out, and I'll send you a message a little bit later. How about that? Or share it on the air when you find yeah. out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because yeah. Scott's, you know, Scott's on till noon, so um, right. try to find out between now and yeah, I will. Yeah. Hey, do you have a ticket, Don? Did Did Dan get you a ticket? No, one of the football players. So you're good. So you're good to go. You got a ticket. I'm good to go. Okay. By the way, I got all my basketball mm-hmm. tickets yesterday. In, really? Yeah. And we have a, um what's our first game? November sixth, right? Um yeah, I think it is. And um, exhibition game? Yeah. That's Saturday. That's right. How do I get a ticket? Uh, well, in my case, I bought them, you know. I've had the Ooh. same seats for years. And uh, oh, I thought you were talking about the station got tickets. Oh, we we are working on that, and I think they got that worked out yesterday, but I don't know the deal yet. Yeah, I don't either. All right. Yeah, 2 o'clock Saturday afternoon is the first basketball game against Capital University. Is it Capital University? Yeah. Okay. Up in Columbus. Yeah, I knew it's up in Columbus, but I wasn't sure if it was called University. Oh yes. Or 
Capital Not College Capital College, no, it's the University, University of Capital or whatever. My, uh, my cousin started the law school up there, which I, is very well known. I, I thought you were going to say you founded Capital University. No, but I was very involved in their music department. <laughs> oh, well. Two o'clock, Saturday afternoon, exhibition game. Okay, now OU's got one more home game. Is that next Tuesday or? Oh. Two weeks from today. Two weeks, okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Yeah, all, all of the Tuesday. games remaining are Tuesday night games. Really? That, yeah. Now, is that going to be ESPN televised, you think? Tonight is on ESPNU channel. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you can set your DVR if you're going to be at the ball game. Uh, let's see. Miami tonight, and then a week from tonight at Eastern Michigan. And that game's on ESPN2. All right. And then Toledo at home on the 16th. And that one's also on ESPN2. So they had three rough games. Yeah, and then, then they've got a Friday game at Bowling Green. I think that's Thanksgiving weekend, if I'm not mistaken. At Bowling Green, uh, November 26th at noon. And that one's on either ESPNU or the CBS Sports Network. Well, so last four games are TV games. Well, maybe you just just stay and watch him at home. Not that some of the cheerleaders are good friends of mine. They call me Grandpa, which makes me feel good. <laughs> I'll, I'll bet it does. That's funny. And I don't miss a home game. I told them. That's good. I try not to. That's good. Yeah, they, uh, all right. Yeah. Well, if you dress like Santa Claus, I wonder what they would call you. Santa Claus, Santa Grandpa? Santa. Bad Santa? Bad, yeah, you got that probably right. <laughs> Bad Santa. Well, dress warm tonight, Don. Oh, I definitely will. Okay. I got, I got, you know, precious cargo got to protect. That's me. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's well. good stuff, man. <laughs> Y'all have a good day. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you, Don. You too. <laughs> and, of course, our phone number, 592-6646. I know we say this, free, well, not frequently, but we have before, but isn't it always good to get a call from him? He's always cheerful. Yes, of course. You know, and who who knows what kind of things are going on with anybody, but it's always good to hear a cheerful caller and laugh with them and hear them laugh. Do you like deviled eggs? Yes. Yum. I, I, I can take them or leave them. And it seems like there's a, a big difference amongst, uh, you know, the different ones I've had. Yeah. I'll tell you why in a bit. But okay. First of all, another caller. Good morning. Yep, how you guys doing? We're doing well. What's up? Oh, I just want to know if uh, you guys have been keeping up on the uh, maybe two new teams coming to the MAC. No, help us out. At least I haven't. Scott probably has, but what's up? Well, it looks like maybe by the end of the week there, uh, Middle, uh, Middle Tennessee State and also Western Kentucky might become new members. Huh. And I think that's, I think that's really good because that's two really good schools. Uh, uh, I think you know, Western Kentucky's been pretty good in basketball and they're decent at football and uh, I think it really helped the uh, conference a little bit. What do you think, Scott? Uh, yeah, I I would say so. Western Kentucky always has a good basketball program. Middle Tennessee, uh, Tennessee State. I whenever I think of them, I think of football. Um, baseball programs are decent. All the Tennessee programs, at least the ones that I played against, were all good teams, uh, and I would think that would still resonate, too. And another school I think should come back to the MAC is Marshall. Uh, I think they're already – they said they're going to Sunbelt. Yeah, they've – they've. you know, I, I was surprised they went – they left uh, the MAC uh, to who are, go – Who are they with now? Um, what, what conference? Oh, I had it on hey, the tip of my tongue. Conference? had it with Conference USA, but everybody's leaving that conference Yeah, now. that's what it was. So, yeah. And but, uh, so they're going to the Sun Belt, which is still a lot of travel for them. 
Well, that was my um, next point is that, you know, speaking from a financial standpoint, when I worked in the business office for years, I, you know, I, I was surprised that Marshall left because they incurred a lot of travel expenses, travel, uh, recruiting, uh, entertainment, you know, they, they, the housing, uh, just the flights themselves to, you know, like Texas, uh, Louisiana and everything else. They're not cheap. You know, I, the Bobcats fly to some games, and I've seen those expenses. They're not cheap when you got to get a charter flight. So I was surprised that they also, were willing to take on those expenses. I also think there was a lot of people in the MAC back in those days were glad that Marshall was leaving. Well, yeah, because nobody else could win the football crown except Marshall. Yeah, Marshall was <laughs> uh, such a powerhouse they were. And basketball. They had some great basketball teams, too. Right. And I just think with these two new teams coming in, and I don't know if they're, just, if they're done with those two, but I know they were talking a lot about James Madison, um, Liberty University. But at least I think the Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee, Middle Tennessee State is uh, within range. I mean, they're not too far away. And I really I like the Nashville area, so that's ended by Middle Tennessee State. Uh, of course, Western Kentucky is on its way. So, uh, where's where's Western Kentucky uh, located? What's, what city? It's about an hour and a half away from Nashville. Okay. Well, anyway, I've always heard good things about it's, them. It's in Bowling Green, Kentucky. It, I, that's that's it. That's it. Yep. So, well, anyway, the Nash- Nashville area is a good metro area for TV coverage too. And, you know, right. I'm, I'm sure they're looking at that as well. So and We're also we're talking about maybe possibly Belmont, uh, but I don't know what Belmont's going to do. I mean, there's so much movement going on now in all these colleges. Oh, yeah. Well, how, 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 many, how many teams can a league or a conference typically, what's the max? Well, I mean, now you can have these super conferences where they just put up maybe like three or four different divisions. Uh-huh. I mean, some of these high schools are doing that now. Yeah. But, um, but I think for the MAC, I think, those two, I think. And uh, so that would be like seven of these divisions, so you might want to have eight maybe. So maybe they're looking at two other ones. I don't know. There was some talk that they were looking maybe at UConn and UMass again, which UMass was in just for football at one time. Right. Yeah. And I thought UConn that would that not be crazy having their uh, women's basketball team in the MAC? Yeah, that would be something, wouldn't it? UConn's usually ranked in the top two or three every year. Yeah, I don't know. Gino would want to coach the MAC, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he might put his foot down on that one. Right, their football team is pretty bad anymore and stuff. So yeah, they used to be pretty good a few years ago when they were in the uh, Big East. Right, where they really dropped. So is UMass. Yeah. Really, so is Temple. Well, yep. Temple's not been doing so good. Yep. But you know, it's, it's good to see the MAC do something and not, uh, you know, because there's always been some talk of uh, Toledo maybe going to the Conference USA and stuff. But of course, now nobody's going to be going to Conference USA. And. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm sure, like, in the division they would do, OU would be in the same division as Western Kentucky and uh, Middle Tennessee State. Miami would be in it. And, uh, I would think Akron. And, uh, so, uh, We're just going to have to good. wait and see what happens, aren't we? Right. So, anyway, I just thought I'd get you guys' take on that. So, Thank you. Yeah, I, I think I it's think. it's good for, you know, a little expansion that way. Same way – when uh, Northern Illinois got into the conference, they got more of the Chicago metro area there. And, you know, with Kent and right. Akron joining in, the Cleveland area. So a lot of it, when they, they look at these teams, is is factored into that, is the uh, the media coverage and the metro areas. that They can get more viewership and expand, you know, the image of the MAC. So we'll see what happens anyway. Right. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what turns out, but you know, Jerry, it, it just seems like that. <clears throat> excuse me, if schools have something happen to them in the conference, you know, their conference didn't support them in a bowl game or 
whatever. They get upset, and then they say, we're just going to leave the conference. Yeah, I don't. Well, and it's just, it, it's, it's just, you know, you may not think that, but on the inside, things like that do happen. And it's wrong. It yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, they can just pick yeah. up and go. It's like a it's coach also, leaving a team. The TV contract is huge now, though. Oh, sure. But now, you know, you always talk about this super conference now, the big schools. Yeah. You know, going on their own and leaving them, you know, so the mid-majors have to do something. In a way, I think it would be kind of nice if they did split up. And, you know, that way you would have a you know national champion and, you know, of course, how you have Division Two, Division Three. I mean, I think it would be great to have, you know, like the Sun Belt, the MAC, and all those other ones. You know, then everybody could really compete. Yeah. You have and, a better uh, shot at winning a national championship. You going tonight? Right. I'm going tonight. No, I'm probably not going tonight. Oh. I got stuff I got to do at uh, the school, high school and stuff there, so okay. I'm probably going to be listening. But I am getting ready for basketball. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited. I just wish <laughs> Dwight Wilson wasn't out. Yeah. Um, well, Saturday we start I, that. They got a big hole to fill with uh, Jason Preston going to the NBA, but they got some good players returning. I think Sears is going to surprise a lot of people. I do, too. I mean, he played well last year, yep. and he's a little bit different style, and I think uh, I think he's also a better foul shooter. I, think, I don't know if we're going to see too much of a drop-off in the point guard, and it's a huge thing that Jason Carter came back. Now with Dwight Wilson out, it's yeah. huge. Yeah. All right, so, Jerry, thank you. Okay. Hey, congratulations right, well, to your great. son's uh, high school soccer team, too, at Alexander. Another great year. Yeah, they had a – had a pretty good year, and uh, uh, so, um, you know, at the soccer around this area here, uh, we got a, you know teams that possibly could go back to the Final Four this year, and uh, so our soccer in this area is getting better and better. Yeah, he's a got a good program there. A lot of schools around the no. area don't want to come and play us now, and that's, that's, that's different. Scott, tell me what I missed so, here. That Jerry's son is the head soccer coach at Alexander High School boys soccer team no kidding yeah yeah and last year we went to the final four and we lost 13 seniors and this year we ended up with a 13 three and two record pretty good and really i think we should have been playing we we got beat in the district uh, uh we scored a tying goal with 13 seconds left and they waved it off for uh offsides and i really don't think it was offsides and a lot of people don't think it was offsides so uh, Marietta was really the best team around this year, and they got upset by uh, Unioto, the team that ended up beating us. And so it was kind of wide open. And then, of course, Athens, they're still going right now. They're, Athens is going to play, um, let's see, who are they playing? St. Clearsville is playing Unioto, and Athens is playing Dover. And um, so that's going to be in the first round of the regionals. So the winners of those two games play each other, so it could be an Athens-Unioto uh, regional final, and one of those two teams could be going to the Final Four. So. Yeah, yeah. You remember years ago when I used to do the preseason joint conditioning? We had yeah. Al- Alex in Athens, and who else? There was another school also, and we did them all together. You remember that? Yes, fun. I do remember that. Yeah. And I, I do. It was an interesting experience. I had 18 years in that role. Okay. Jerry, okay, thank we'll you. Bye bye. Let's see you, Jerry. Thank you. Oh, this this is a nice show this morning. Yeah. I, I just like it. Yeah. Good. And uh, we'll clear the line uh, once again. Five nine two sixty six forty six. Yeah, that'll be interesting if uh, teams start jumping around. You know, like they have been doing. It just seems like. The thing to do in college athletics now is jump conferences. And I've said before, I think possible the NCAA eventually could be dissolved and go away, like Jerry was referring to about the divisions. The NCAA? Yeah. because uh, I would hate to see that. Well, I would too. But, you know, the NCAA makes a lot of money off of these colleges and universities, not only with membership fees, but uh, for them to, you know, get the TV contract money, basically they, they a lot of their money is made with the NCAA basketball tournament TV contracts. So, well, they 
We'll see. They have a lot of expenses, too. They do, yep. But the colleges and universities could possibly pull away and say, we're going to do that ourselves. I, I think that would be chaotic. Yeah, you too. But it's I, I can see it happening. All right, good morning, folks. Uh, I mentioned to Scott a moment ago deviled eggs. And you're probably wondering, why did I bring that up? Well, today is National Deviled Egg Day. <laughs> now, they are not one of my favorites. I've had good ones, but I've also had bad ones, at least by my standards. So, National Deviled Egg Day today. Okay, now you were going to tell us why before we got why what? a few phone calls. Why some of them are not your favorites? Uh, it's just uh, some, they taste so different. Each uh, uh, Rarely do you find two that taste the same. Different recipes, yeah. yeah. Now, I make, so, I make mine... You, know, you make them? Way. Yeah. They're easy to make. I've never made them. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. They're easy. I just, mine are very basic. A little uh, Miracle Whip, some mustard, and a little bit of vinegar. Well, that sounds simple enough. Yeah, it's pretty simple. You know, you boil the eggs, you cut them in half, hollow them out, make your sauce, put it back in the egg. Okay. Sprinkle a little bit of paprika on there if you want to. My mom, my mom made them as when I was a kid, and um, I don't mind. I, I, as I recall, I liked hers, but I've had some that I go, "Why am I eating this?" <laughs> anyway, okay. Yeah, National I'd, Deviled I'd make, Egg Day. I make mine. I'd say I'm not. Hey, I'm not just another pretty face here. You know, I can. Today cook. is also <laughs> get this now. National Ohio Day. How about that? O-H-I-O. National Ohio Day. <laughs> and I then s- this last one, Krista will get a kick out of Oh, yeah. National Broadcast Traffic Professionals Day. I, we need to circle that with a highlighter and put it on her desk. Yes, and, and salute her efforts as uh she's far more than just that but that is her number one assignment yeah if you look at her business card or her signature on her email it says jack of all trades yeah that's for sure and that is fitting all right let's see on this day in history bernie cameroon we're talking about the year 1875 when on this date of november 2nd bernie cameroon reaches Benguela, Benguela, which was in Angolia, Angola. Oh, I pronounce it right, to Palmer. From Africa's east coast, and it was the first European to cross equatorial Africa. I think I got that one out close enough. 1917 on this date, the Balfour Declaration proclaims support for a Jewish state in Palestine. Do you like Palestine or Palestine? Either or. I've always just based, mostly heard of Palestine. Okay. I, I'm not sure which is correct. I've been known to you say, to say it either way. 1930, coronation of Ras Tafari Makunin as Halle Selassie I, the 225th emperor of the Ethiopian Solomonic dynasty. That's 1930. Think of that, 225th emperor. That's a long time. 1949, the Netherlands recognizes its former colony, Indonesia, as a sovereign state. Excuse me, 1966. I got to cough one more time. <coughs> I used my elbow. The Cuban Adjustment Act comes into force, allowing 123,000 Cubans opportunity to apply for per- permanent residence in the United States. Okay, famous birthdays. Aga Khan. The third, A G A K H A N. 
born in 1877, died in 1957. Help me. Aga Khan yeah. is um, the 49th and current imam of Nizari Ismailis, a denomination within the Shia Islam. Okay, Marie Antoinette. She was born in 1755 on this date. Died in 1793. She was the last queen of France before the French Revolution. She was born as an Archduchess of Austria and was the penultimate child and youngest daughter of Empress Maria Theresa and Emperor Francis I. Now, some of these old photographs are so-so, but this one, she looks pretty cute. All right, James Knox Polk. Oh, he was a president. I do know that. Well, guess what? We got two in a row. Um, James Knox Polk, uh, born in 1795, died in 1849. And Scott, as you said. He was a U.S. president, the 11th president of the United States. And Warren G. Harding, born in 1865 on this date, died in 1920. He was the 29th U.S. president, born in Blooming Grove, Ohio. Now, two famous deaths. George Bernard Shaw, born in 1856, died on this date in 1950. And um, most of you probably remembered but just in case you haven't he was known as his insistence simply as bernard shaw he was born george bernard shaw he was an irish playwright critic polemicist political activist his influence what was that word before palm he was a palmercist no i'm kidding polemicist (laughs) okay help me I will here in a second. And political activist. His influence on Western theater culture and politics extended from the 1880s to his death and beyond. Now we'll see if we can find what a polemicist is. It is a person who engages in controversial debate. Well, we're all in that. Yeah, we never have any of those. Now, the last person to mention who died on this date in 1980. He was born in 1901, Willie Sutton. He has a little look of a gangster to me. He's got a little rough edge to him, doesn't he? He kind of looks like um, Lee Harvey Oswald. What is his thing? He was an American bank robber. Oh, well, so we were right. Yeah, Uh during his 40-year robbery career, he stole an estimated $2 million and spent more than half of his adult life in prison and escaped three times. Okay. He also, he wrote a book (laughs) where the money was. Did he tell? (laughs) I, I don't know. I haven't read the book. He was also nicknamed the actor and Slick Willie for his ingenuity in executing robberies in various disguises. Maybe that's why he looks so familiar. Slick Willie. Yeah, the film. All right. Well, um, let's um, look a little bit at the hard news. I meant to uh, print off my COVID statistics Update daily updated report, but I forgot. But um, Britain offers a warning of what happens when a country ignores COVID. Um, there are downsides to most COVID 19 precautions, keeping children at home. From school can cause them to fall behind. Working from home can impede.
creativity. Staying away from friends and relatives can damage mental health. Wearing masks can muffle speech, hide smiles, and fog eyeglasses. For all of these reasons, the ideal COVID policy for any society balances the benefits and costs of precautions. It acknowledges that excessive caution can do more harm than good. By now, regular readers will recognize the search for COVID balance as the theme of this newsletter. By the way, the newsletter we're working from here is the New York Times Morning Edition. Today, we want to focus on a place that seems to be erring on the side of too little caution. Its name, Britain. Over the past year, Britain's COVID response has included some major victories. The country rushed to vaccinate people, as we've explained, and was also willing to reimpose behavior restrictions last winter. These measures helped cause a sharp drop in caseloads. In response, Britain reopened over the summer, allowing people to live largely without restrictions. Schools and workplaces have returned to normal without masks. Restaurants are booked. Finding a taxi on a Saturday night in central London is again a challenge. There's a feeling that we finally can breathe. That's from the head of the Global Public Health Program at the University of Edinburgh. And he wrote that in August, we can start trying to get back what we've lost. The problem is that Britain now seems to have lost a sense of balance. Cases have surged this fall more so than in the rest of Europe, or even here in the U.S. or many other countries. Yet Prime Minister Boris Johnson's government continues to oppose measures that could reduce cases. We want to focus on Britain partly because it can offer lessons for the United States and other countries. The Delta variant arrived in Britain earlier than in many other places, making it something of a leading indicator. Cases in Britain rose for about two months, starting in May, and then started falling, but the decline didn't last. Now, over the past week in the U.S., cases have also stopped falling. The reasons are not clear as is often the case with COVID, and the recent increase is minuscule. But it's a reminder that the pandemic will probably keep having ups and downs. Experts say Britain seems um, to be making three main mistakes that are aggravating the pandemic. Number one, not enough vaccination. The U.S. the U.S. faces a related challenge. About 57 percent of Americans, age 12 and up, have been vaccinated. In Ohio, it's like 49 percent. Another big problem, a waning immunity. The pace at which vaccines lose their effectiveness remains a subject of intense debate. Most experts believe that the vaccines remain excellent at preventing severe illness even months after the shots are given. But the bulk of the evidence suggests that vaccines do lose some of their ability to prevent at least mild infections. It is especially true of the AstraZeneca vaccine, which has been widely used in England. 
Da, 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 da. Number three item, live and let live. Behavioral restrictions like mask wearing are not as effective as their opponents sometimes suggest. Britain offers a case study, Scotland, where masks are often mandated and yet has had a similar level of COVID spread in England where masks are less common. Uh, this whole debate continues on and on, doesn't it? Yes. So, the bottom line, at least about this story, Britain's recent COVID policy has led to deaths in overwhelmed hospitals. When a healthcare system fails, increasing numbers of people suffer and die needlessly. This is happening now all over the United Kingdom. Let's see here, one last paragraph. Despite the COVID surge in Britain, the United States, where the overall vaccination rate is lower arguably remains in worse shape with considerably higher death rates per capita. Why? Vaccination rates still matter more than anything else. I think I told you a day or two ago that more than 5 million people worldwide have now died from COVID. That's the official counting records. They say those numbers are, how do I want to say it? The actual toll is perhaps higher. So, complicated, to be sure. I brought in a report today, but we'll we'll have to get to it another day. It's entitled, The Best Winter Holiday Vacation." or destinations, right? Now, when you say winter, we're talking about winter time. So that doesn't mean just for snow lovers. So there's two different polls. One says for cold destinations, the other for warm destinations. And it's kind of interesting. So um, we'll save this for another day. Uh, once again, we need to remind you there is a freeze warning being issued uh, for this uh, overnight. It actually kicks in at 2 a.m. and is over at uh, around 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Yes. Polls are open today until 7.30. It is election day. My yes. wife are going down and I are going down here very shortly. Be careful out there and go Ohio tonight. Yes. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. The voting's on in Virginia. Political analysts say the top state contest could be a national bellwether. I'm Jim Crystal in Richmond, Virginia. Charles Baker was still making up his mind as he walked into a polling place as Virginians elect a new governor. Kind of on the fence about different things. Everybody on both sides, you got different things that are pro and, and con. But you got to decide what's best for you or, or best for, for your family. Polls show the governor's race between Democrat Terry McAuliffe and Republican Glenn Youngkin a toss-up. Republicans haven't won a statewide office here since 2009. More than a year after George Floyd was killed, voters in Minneapolis are deciding on whether to do away with the city police department. One of three ballot measures calls for replacing it with a new Department of Public Safety focusing on mental health, civilian well-being, and social services. President Biden's made a final plea at the U.N. climate summit in Glasgow to do more to curb global warming. The president came here with a number of climate agenda items, not just to announce the goal of taking the U.S. to net zero emissions by 2050, but also to advance his Build Back Better World initiative for poorer nations. It's meant to compete with China's funding of infrastructure projects that the White House calls low quality. 
There is an urgent need for infrastructure development in countries, uh, infrastructure that prioritizes when you build it, prioritizes the fight against climate change from the moment the spade goes in the ground. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News at the COP26 summit in Scotland. A CDC advisory panel is expected to vote by the end of the day on recommending kid-sized doses of COVID vaccines for 5 to 11-year-olds. Washington, D.C. parent Adam Katzen says his two daughters, ages 6 and 9, will get shots as soon as they can. You can't go to school wearing masks forever. At some point, this needs to end. 